the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Tuesday, December 8th. Tuesday? It's Thursday. Come on, Scott. And everything else right. I just don't know what day it is. <laughs> I've been on vacation all week, except for today. Yeah, I can tell. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammer Down Racing Report studio. This is the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday. December. Thank you. Yeah. Show number 259 coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, and look, we got a new camera. Yeah, we do. Hello, new camera. So thanks uh, to uh, some of our studio sponsors coming up next year. John Young Racing. Really? I believe is the sponsor there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you, John. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Oh, what? I feel lonely. I know I disappeared oh, there. There we go. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, anywho, um, we've been looking for feedback. Uh, we've been talking about that for a while yes. now, and we've been getting uh, feedback on our website, HammerdownRaceReport.com. We're making some changes for next year. Uh, we're getting some really good feedback. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, first off, I'm going to tell you tonight on the show, we're going to be speaking with, uh, the 2022 Toledo and flat rock late model sportsman champion, Jim Froling. Uh, he's actually waiting in the green room here. We'll get to him yes. momentarily. Uh, we've got a full recap of the, uh, gateway dirt nationals. A lot of drama down in St. Louis, uh, this past weekend, some crazy stuff and some, and a lot of some, entertainment. Yeah, and, yeah. I can't say that it was great racing, but it was definitely entertaining racing. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, as well as all the latest news and uh, results coming up. Uh, now back on this uh, feedback thing, hammerdownracingreport.com slash feedback. Uh, we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback here, and uh, we have, like, the different segments that people like, and and I have it graphed out and everything. Really? I get this nice uh, little deal here. Apparently, the most popular part of the Hammerdown Racing Report is the racing roundup. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised by that. I was like, Okay. And uh, racing news and guest interviews are, are second. They're tied for second. There. Sure. Uh, then it's the Hammerdown Hotline is fourth, okay. which I thought that would be the worst. I thought that would be negative, but it's actually positive Positive there. Uh, and then uh, the weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman and the weekend racing menu, both uh, tied for fifth. Well, and, and Ryan Weekman's probably very popular during the during summer. During the summer, but... yeah. So we don't do that during yeah. the winter. And how many... Uh, when we give away free pizza from Big D's Pizza, that's uh, the lowest, but still not bad. And we've had some great uh, uh, suggestions, too. One of them, uh, making a cheat sheet for our guests, uh, and Jim was actually the first one I had sent the link out to that for. Okay, uh, basically so, so we'll, see how, people how, we'll see how prepared he yes, is Yes, we'll tonight. see how that worked out oh, for okay. him. Okay. Um, uh, and a lot of other great uh, suggestions we've gotten, which we're going to be implementing in the show beginning in 2023, as well as those uh, uh, sponsors. Uh, Sounds that, like that's a long way off, doesn't it? Nope, not not too much. Like just a little over three weeks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you want to become a studio sponsor, like uh, John Young Racing has uh, joined uh, Dave Kemmer and uh, First Responders uh, for uh, helping us with some studio equipment as we complete our studio build. We have just about everything now. The only thing we're missing now is chairs, and we had an issue with our Amazon wish list at hammerdownracereport.com uh, with the chairs I had. They were from a third-party seller, so it was, they couldn't be shipped directly ah. here, so I had to change to some different chairs. They don't have armrests, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, wait. be okay with that. Oh. You're using my office chair from my, uh, my office, and then I got this chair without a wheel and this 
is an old chair that's got nails sticking up through the bottom into my butt. It keeps so. you from going to sleep, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, if you want to help us out, uh, hammerdownracingreport.com and just click on the Amazon uh, wish list there. You can uh, help us out. I think headphones are the only other thing, but, uh, I mean, we can make do with what we got. And, yeah. uh, we'll uh, add you to our studio sponsors for 2023 if you do help us out. Um, Dominator Race Products. They're down at uh, PRI. They I are. PRI is going on this weekend. Check out uh, the newly updated 2023 Outlaw Super Late Model Nose Kits for uh, asphalt racers. Dominator is also the name for hood scoops, fan shrouds, nose and tail pieces, pillar and sail panels, roofs, wheel covers, and much more. DominatorRaceProducts.com or call 419-923-6970. Also available from reputable dealers across the USA. Big D's Pizza will be giving away some pizza a little bit later. Give them a call right now, 419-547-1444, or order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Don't miss the holiday customer appreciation deal going on Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, Ten chicken wings, your choice of sauce, a large three-topping pizza, a two-liter of Pepsi, all for $19.99. Sounds like dinner to me. I wish he was a little closer. Uh, It's pickup only. Yeah. So it's not a delivery deal. It's a, no, that's a pickup okay. only deal. They also have gift cards. So uh, if you're looking for uh, some last minute gifts. I'm waiting for Dean to open one in, in this the Toledo area. area. He should. Oh, he really should. Yeah. Uh, big D's and Clyde, big on taste, not on price. And uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from Action Shots to Victory Lane. Running out of time to order those custom gift items for uh, for your sponsors, for your fans. Uh, I think John Young ordered some. Uh, they had the cool... Really? Um, ornaments with oh, the cars okay. yeah. on them that he was giving out to all the super stock drivers at the banquet this oh, past okay. weekend. So uh, cool stuff like that. They, they have all kinds of knickknacks and, and gifts. Uh, contact Charlie at uh, 419-476-9978. Freeze frame photos, special moments, frozen in time. Th- those, those tree ornaments were those of the 15 car or? Uh, no, they were of each. Uh, they each got, drivers. Yeah, he gave me one of uh, my car. So oh. it's down on the tree. You can go look at it. That is cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool and unexpected. i uh, got to thank Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. And uh, before we go any further, how about uh, we bring in our fourth, uh, four-time late model sportsman champion, uh, Mr. Jim Froling. Let's uh, pull him in. Hey, Jim, how's it going? Hey, good evening, you guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. Did did you happen to take a look at my my cheat sheet? Did that help you out at all, or or no? Yeah, absolutely, I did, and uh, and it, and it worked just fine. Gave me the opportunity to get get logged in with a sense of confidence. All right, we have some nice listeners. They have some yeah. uh, good ideas for us. So first off, uh, congratulations for uh, another championship for you. Uh, you had three wins uh, this this year, including uh, the last race there at Toledo with with Arca guys. Uh, how cool is that? Oh, it was, it was super cool um, in a couple ways. One, the day was actually very cold to start, uh, which led for some interesting uh, things on the track there. But overall, um, you know, the car for us uh, was prepared by Wolverine Motorsports. car ran extremely well. In fact, I think the best it ran all season. And uh, which, which does a good thing, right? It get, lets me go into the off season without wondering – you know, why it wasn't running any better. So, I mean, it was a great day for us. What do I have to change all winter, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, 
like I say, you know, I feel good about about the car in the winter. And but you know what happens when you don't have major stuff to do? That means somewhere late in the game, the good idea fairy pops into your brain, <laughs> and you know, like two weeks before opening, you're like, oh, let me change everything. So I was going to say uh, that won't happen till uh, late April. Yeah, yeah. You go through a little panic attack there and say, wait a second, did we actually check all the boxes in the winter here and all that? Now, why why would you be thinking of changing everything or anything? I guess if uh, if it ran so well that last time uh, you had it, it up. Yeah, actually, no. I, I don't plan on, on on changing anything other than just going through uh, the normal maintenance there. So, uh, if you want, I do have for me an amusing anecdote about the last uh, the last race, but we'll we'll take that as it comes here. Oh no, do share. So. Uh, so we were for, we were fortunate enough to go into the last race of the season, whereby from a points perspective, all we needed to do was uh, start the feature. I had uh, so number one objective is make sure you start the feature. I mean, don't let anything happen. Well, anyhow, we get out on the track for hot laps and it's cold. I mean, cold, cold, forty degrees. And I come out on the back stretch. I'm going whatever you go, thirty miles an hour around the track to go to the front stretch. And as I turned the steering wheel a little bit, I said, I, I said, man, the tires are skating here. It's really cold. Well, as it, it did that, I, I, I pushed the clutch in, just let the car roll. And I said, man, ain't a whole lot of grip here. Well, I let out the clutch, still going 30 miles an hour. A car spun around oh, 180 man. degrees. <laughs> I slid down the banking. I went into the grass and I, I didn't stop for 100 feet into the grass. And I actually looked up. I said, you look like the biggest fool here. <laughs> when all you got to do is start the race. And here you're wrecking before you even go to hot laps. So um, I had a little egg on my face with that. And, uh, you know, that's always a great thing to do in front of all the ARCA oh. guys. But <laughs> you know what? It is what it is. You know? And that was just because of the cold temps, cold tires? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who was more surprised, me behind the wheel or my spotter when he finally got up to stands and said, dude, you ain't anywhere near the track. You're so far in the green grass there. So... <laughs> I know, but I forgot you guys have spotters. Yeah. Did yeah. Did you notice that the car gained a lot of speed when you hit the grass? <laughs> well, I know my heart rate went up a little bit there. <laughs> that, that that's for sure. And let me tell you, my hot laps weren't the fastest hot laps either, because it took a while to get get some confidence that the tires were there. But uh, sure, you know, it's all good. <laughs> now, uh, give us a little background on your racing career, because I, I mean. You're not a rookie or anything by any means. You've been doing this for quite a while. You've actually run some uh, ASA races back in the late '90s as well. Yeah. So, uh, so this year actually was made 29 years for me at racing. I started, uh, I started at Flat Rock doing enduros, you know, uh, and uh, just just moved up steadily. There ran, you know, ran street stock, had a late model, did have the opportunity uh, to run ASA, yeah, in the late '90s. Uh, which for me was a real learning experience. I mean, I, I, you know, you do something like that, you get a ton of experience, meet a lot of people, make a lot of great connections. Had the honor of running with the greats of, of Jimmy Johnson back in the day there, and as well as Adam Petty, you know, and, and a few others. Um, so I had the privilege of doing that. But ultimately, you know, making a decision between running a professional circuit and being away all the time, or doing something local and staying home and having a family. I chose the family route and I don't regret it for a minute. I understand. So that's why I focused back on Toledo and, and Flat Rock and have been there ever since. Nice. Now, do you have a preference between uh, Toledo or Flat Rock? 
I, I like them both. Uh, and and I'll tell you why. I mean, uh, I'll start with Flat Rock. I mean, there's nothing like a bull ring of a track like that, not, not to mention all the history that's behind it. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good bull ring racing, but get, be, getting a car on the outside, making it work there. That's a, that's a real that's a real thing, an accomplishment. And winning a race there is is just a feat for anybody who can do it. And so uh, I always had a lot of fun there. Toledo, what I like, I, I like the speed. I really do. And I like the fact that you could take a little breath on the straightaway if you want. Um, uh, and if I had to pick between the two, Toledo's my favorite. But they're, I mean, they're they're neck and neck there. So, I mean, how, how big of, uh, I mean, you have to make quite a bit of adjustments uh, going between the two tracks. Uh, we, we do, you know, one of the things, so my day job, I'm an engineer and I've always loved doing, you know, all the race car engineering. So I've, I've taken the opportunity to, to, to work setups on both tracks and, uh, I've got pretty efficient at switching between the two in the end of the day, you know, because we run the same tire, a lot of the things that you do with the car end up being the same, you know, we change gear, but, uh, and a few other chassis things, but, uh, the tires being the, the, the big thing that that kind of lock in the overall setup. I was going to ask you about tires. I understand that that was a bit of an issue this year and availability was spotty at times. Yes. Uh, I think actually maybe the last two years it's been a, a thing, but the tracks, uh, they allow you to buy two tires a week, um, you know, so they were rationing them that way. And I think, you know, if, Flat Rock, I know we, you know, we ran the same set of tires three races in a row there. That track allowed us to do that. Um, and then at Toledo, you know, if your setups are right, you know, and, and you manage what you're doing, um, they work out all right. So I, I was kind of a, it didn't bother me. Um, so I expect that's what we'll have next year too. Did I, hope I not. did I did I hear that Flat Rock uh, used a, a bit of traction compound, maybe trying to get uh, some better too wide racing? Yes, I, I will say that's what everybody said. Um, I know in the past I've, I've found the traction compound. I ran, uh, of course, late model sportsman there. I also drove a street stock for Brian Pelkey in a number of races there. I'm going like, maybe I was just off that day, but I had trouble finding a grip in the outside <laughs> there. But, uh, you know, I don't know if they put a lot down, a little down, or is just where someplace I wasn't driving. Maybe they said they put it down to get you guys to go up there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we put it there. He's like, okay, we're going to the outside. And they go, whoops, I just lost three car lengths. You know, whoops, well, I lost three more car lengths. Uh, yeah. You got to run it in. Get it going. Yeah. Yeah, put some rubber Dust down. It It'll yeah. be better. Yeah. I'm, I'm going like, yeah, I'm putting a lot of rubber in there as I go from 6th to 12th. So Yeah. It's that perfectly matched set of tires theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at, at, at the same time, I've been very fortunate, uh, you know, I think a lot of the guys who've had success there really work on trying to make that outside groove work. And when you get it, and I've been fortunate enough to, to, to nail it a time or two, um, it, it's really, really nice. You can get into a real nice rhythm out there, and, and, and I've been able to go forward there. Have you ever uh, raced on dirt? I, I have, but it was only a couple races and I'm going, that was the late eighties, early nineties when I was just, you know, trying to, trying to figure out how to get behind the wheel of anything. And that was in Pennsylvania, which is where I grew up. So in central Pennsylvania, a lot of dirt tracks there, I had the opportunity to run a couple of them there, but, uh, uh 
it was a more of a hobby stock type of thing, and it was only a handful of races. So once uh, once you got on the asphalt, uh, you didn't look back to the dirt. It's a lot cleaner. <laughs> well, you <laughs> that's know, what everybody says. Like I was running, yeah. Wait, well, see, you know, when I was running mid to backpack in the dirt, there you got all that dirt in your face, you know. Um, so, so you prefer having the windshield in front of you then? Yeah, you know, I've always loved asphalt racing. Um, you know, I'd like the opportunity to to do some dirt racing again. Um, you know, just get the opportunity, maybe in an exhibition or something like that would be great. Uh, I know I want to hit a road course here before I, you know, someday it's on my bucket list, but we'll just see, you know, where that falls. Maybe, uh, maybe Ron will let you run his dirt late model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, before you got into racing, who were some of your, uh, racing heroes? Well, you know, from, you know, from my era of growing up, um, you know, Bill Elliott, Bill Elliott was, you know, I was the biggest Bill Elliott fan there. And he was a guy I looked up to, of course, you know, when I was growing up, guys like Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, Alan Kowicki, again, as an engineer, race car driver, you know, I was a big fan of his. I had the opportunity. So one of the things that was nice um, when I was doing the ASA stuff, I drove a Ford, had an opportunity to do a, a, a public speaking event at Ford, along with Bill Elliott and Dale Jarrett. And this was back in the day, I think it was 1999. And so it was a real honor for me to get to sit, sign autographs for for fans and stuff like that, sitting a lot alongside uh, the the guy I grew up admiring. So, did you get Bill's autograph? Yeah, I, <laughs> and I still have it here. So uh, <laughs> it's not in this room, but uh, yeah, I got it in another one. About what year did you start racing at Flat Rock, and and who would have been your hero up there? Okay, um, so I started racing uh, enduros in '94, street stock in '96, and. Uh, uh, becomes, it becomes easy. Uh, Rick yeah. Knowles, uh, you know, Rick Knowles yeah. was a guy I actually, uh, admired as, as a fan there, believe it or not. I should say, believe it or not. I mean, and Rick, Rick won fact, a lot of races. And I, and, and you know what, just this year I, I saw Rick at, at Flat Rock and I, and I told him that, you know, I said, I hope this isn't an insult. I said, but I've always tried to pattern my driving style off of what I observed him doing. And I said, well, now I got a whole career racing. You got to, you figure out whether that's a compliment or insult, but you know, I always looked up to Rick. So you kind of missed the, the joy fair era. And, uh, uh yeah, I, I didn't live here at the time. Obviously I knew a joy. Um, I watched him race, but no, I didn't have, I didn't have the years and the history of watching him. Terry and Jerry cook. Yeah. I remember yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, unfortunately, I just wasn't here. I wasn't living here at the time. Gotcha. Is hey, it... You know what? And it... oh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I also want to shout out, and because maybe it could seem a little weird, but another one of my racing heroes is Ron Allen, who we still race against today or race yeah. with. And so I've been, you know, um, shout out to him. I mean, you can't deny. Yeah, Ron's been doing it a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and And hasn't spent a huge amount of money doing it. Is that sarcasm? No, no, okay. no. Okay, I wasn't sure. Sometimes no, it's hard Ron, to tell Ron, with you. Ron has done very well. Okay. Uh, racing on a on a budget fa- on a family man's budget. Well, I mean, you know, it take it takes three of the next best racers to come up with the same level of talent he has, right? So, uh, you know, it's you know, 
I've told him, I said, I said, I've followed his rear bumper an awful lot. I, I can tell you where every mark was on it for a while. Once I started being able to run at a similar level, you know, it was a real honor for me. And, and, and I've enjoyed racing with him all these years. Did you put any marks on his back bumper? It might've been a time or two. And, <laughs> um, you know, we, you, you, you got to catch it first. So, um, but uh, actually, the, actually this year we were socializing a bit. We got in a race at Flat Rock and uh, and I actually turned him around quite unintentionally. Um, you know, you know, I still claim he came down on me until he showed me the video. So, uh, but, uh, you know, no, that's, that is what it is. No, we, we've run clean and I think we have a mutual respect for each other. That, well, might, that might be one of the biggest problems in racing today are GoPro cameras. <laughs> yeah. You can't lie. You can't get away that's with it. anything. Here, watch yeah. the video. That's why I got my camera. Uh, so yeah, yeah. you just uh, you just started running Toledo and Flat Rock. Now you don't have you don't get to any other uh, tracks, any other events. Um, it's just, so I had you know in the past I've run a couple other tracks. You know I would I would go up to Corrigan Oil here on occasion, or uh, you know a few of the other a few other tracks. Um, I've been I've run a couple races up at Onaway Speedway up north have a lot of fun up there. That's a great place. I mean, it's a bit of a drive for the guys down here, but anybody who's looking for a, a track, they, they do a great job up there. Uh, I keep hearing good things about that track. Never been there. I, I, I understand they've got some pretty decent paying races too. Oh yeah. Yep. You, you know, like I tell people, I say, go look up online and see, see what they're, they're doing up there and the payouts that they have on some of their big races in particular. Um, but they, they do an exceptional job. They get a lot of cars. They run them through very well. Uh, the promoter is, you know, just done a great job. Uh, it's treated us very well. And uh, I have a lot of fun up there. I mean, I've tore up a few cars, but, uh, but uh, you know, I think the track owes us one up there. We might go up there again this coming year. How about CRA? Aren't the uh, Toledo uh, late model sportsman cars pretty similar to them? Yes. Yes, they are. And uh, while I haven't personally run any of the CRA races, um, we're actually looking at, at maybe doing a few this coming season. Um, I have to pick and choose my races. You know, I, I got you know, family things going on and that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. If you like going fast, I know they've got a show or two at Winchester. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that one, it would actually be, uh, you know, that that would be one on the list to do. Uh, I've never raced there. Uh, I had the privilege years ago running Salem, Indiana again, which, you know, has similar, you know, right. attributes and stuff like that. Now at the beginning of the year, the late model sportsman class was on the Sandusky speedway schedule for at least one event. Uh, did you, uh, were you planning on running those? Any idea what happened to those events? So, uh, so one, I've, I've run Sandusky before. Um, and that was a lot of years ago. I ran a couple of races, had a good, good time, another, another great facility, um, to be at. And we had intended to go, um, but quite honestly, the way my personal schedule went and with some of the other races I was doing and the fact that we were leading the points, um, at Toledo at the time said, I really, really didn't want to risk uh, tearing up a car, not that it would, but it just, it was a decision we had to make. And I think ultimately they canceled it because they couldn't get enough people to show. Right. Gotcha. Um, one thing we've been talking to champions, uh, the different tracks around the area and a, a thing that comes up is point racing that it's 
much more stressful than just going out trying to win every single week. Did you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I was telling somebody, so, so uh, the last couple of years, I actually wasn't running for points. In fact, I put we put somebody else in the 46 uh, for the last couple of years. Um, but I was telling some of the other drivers, while, you know, winning championships, there's a lot of, you know, let's say glory there. Nobody tells you that it is one of the most stressful things ever, and, and it can make racing not fun. And uh, and one of the things this past season, I actually said I wasn't running for points. We said, we'll see how it is. And a good friend of mine, Brian Pelkey, who has helped us out a lot, and, and again, I've driven his cars in, in a few things. He was one who actually had a good conversation with me about three or four years ago talking about how you really should have fun in racing and make sure that you're enjoying the people you're with, the competitors you're with, the time that you have with those people and, and focus less on the stats of the racing and the winning and stuff like that. Um, and your ultimate legacy they were saying in racing is the memories that you take, the friends that you make, not the adversaries that you create by, you know, being that and you know and I changed my personality on that he he really helped me with that and I've had a lot more fun these last couple of years that's pretty cool I know a lot of a lot of racers also say if you ask them uh, if they're going for the championship it's we'll see how the first uh, couple races go uh yeah yeah that, that that's that's very true um, I had the unfortunate thing this goes back probably 15 years ago we were all gung-ho go, saying all right we're going after the championship and I think literally lap two race one I found myself in the turn four wall at Toledo so okay we're done <laughs> done with that objective <laughs> we took the new right off the car and, <laughs> and uh, said all right but it survived yeah you know so I mean just getting out there I you know, no matter whether your points racing or, or whatever, I mean, you're always making your best effort. I love driving the car. I love the sensation of, of the speed. I love working, you know, with and against the other competitors, trying to find more speed. Uh, that's what it's all about. Now, do you, how many races uh, does, uh, do you get between Toledo and Flat Rock a year? So I think, I think there were six at Toledo and three at Flat Rock for okay. for the for the sportsmen, and then I picked up a couple street stock races again, um, just to kind of fill in the schedule a bit. Do you like mm-hmm. is is that a good number nine races for a season? Would you prefer more? Would you prefer less? Me personally, I like that number. You know, quite frankly, you know, seven to ten races is is nice. What what's nice about the schedule the way they have it now? at least for for our division is we end up with a couple of weeks in the middle of summer where where we're not racing anywhere and that enables like a family vacation you know or just you know decompress for a moment or two and i i think a lot of racers actually like that you know especially if you got a family and want to do some other things maybe a trip to the dirt track to run ron's late model <laughs> yeah, here go. Just... yeah well yeah, that he... may see yeah See okay. that may be that may be my vacation this coming year. There you go. So. I'm always trying to give away his uh, his late model to different people. <laughs> oh. But uh, anyway, uh, next year uh, plans to. I mean, yeah. You know, what do you have plans uh, in stone yet for for what you're going to do next year? Pretty much the same thing. Scott, he's got a perfect race car. It was fast the last race. I know. He's got a wax. You got to go and... for the the championship unless you end up in the turn one wall or turn four wall again. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, um, so we are going to race again next year. Um, 
And again, while I think some people go, oh, we're not running for points and this, and you know, we're just going to see how it goes again. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm focused on some private family things and we'll see how everybody's doing with that. I plan to run a full schedule if the, the situation allows me to do that. I'd like to do it, but, um, but I'm not going to stress about it. We'll just, it'll be what it'll be. Well, what do you hear about your good friend, Ron Allen? Is he going to be racing with you looking for a championship? Uh, I, so I haven't talked with him. I haven't talked with him since our last race. Uh, I assume, I assume so. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he I mean, he's still he's got a, a few laps racer. left He'll, in him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He ain't slowing down at all. I'm going, I'm going like, dude, I know you're older than me. And sometimes I feel it here. You know, are you feeling it yet? <laughs> but uh, no. And, and like I said, you know, I, I really enjoy racing that, you know, the, the guys I got down there, I got to give a shout out to Howard Kelly as another guy, you know, just a you know, phenomenal driver makes a car fast, uh, tough to beat any given day. And while, and, 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 and racing with those kind of guys and the other people, I'm not slighting anybody by not mentioning names, but, uh, uh it's just a lot of fun. And if I'm having fun, I'm going to keep doing it. You want to give a shout out to any of your sponsors or crew members? Well, I got to give a shout out to Carl Ketchum. You know, he's he's the number one guy with me. We've been racing together for, like, I can't even do the math, 25, 26 years. Um, I got to give a, a shout out to Bob Stewart, who's my spotter. We became friends a couple of years ago. I help him out on his stuff. He helps me on mine. Brian Pelkey, again, working with us, uh, working with me, um, you know, on race day and then getting to work with him in his shop with his cars and, and his guys. Uh, great. So, you know, shout out to Pelkey racing and, and all the guys there too. Awesome. Well, we appreciate uh, the time uh, you've given us tonight. And again, congratulations, Jim Froling, uh, the year 2022 late model sportsman uh, champion. Do you consider yourself more of a Toledo speedway champion? I mean, I know it's kind of a flat rack Toledo championship. Um. Just, let's just leave it for what it is, right? Okay. I mean, it's the late model sportsman champion. You know, I mean, I love both places and love and look forward to racing both places. Why can't we just do? Why can't it just be sportsman? I. It's like it sounds like it's two classes combined. Late model sportsman. Well, I think they're actually moving kind of towards that. So maybe oh. that's the shout out that yeah. should be there with oh. some rule updates. A lot of the late model style cars should be eligible to run, like the CRA late models and so forth. So. Anybody who's looking for someplace else to race, take a look at that division, take a look at the rules and see how you comply. I'll just throw this out there. Closing comment. Uh, you get bored New Year's Day. Come on over to Sandusky Speedway. <laughs> All right. May just do that. The hangover race. Uh, have you ever competed in that or raced on New Year's Day? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> you have sense? I mean, the hangover part may be the only part <laughs> I, I complied with. <laughs> the race is a hoot. It really is. Yeah. Except for when the fans throw snowballs at you. They can't do that under green flag conditions anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I've been hit with worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know it's been slung at me at least. Something's been slung at me. Oh. Maybe that maybe somebody threw something at you when you were uh, warming your tires up and spun out there <laughs> that final race. Yeah. Through some oil or something. I don't know. Anyways, Jim. Uh, again, thanks uh, for taking the time uh, to be on the show tonight. I had fun anytime. Appreciate it, and good luck next year. Absolutely. Like to have you back next year about this same time. 
I certainly hope so. Good <laughs> luck to you guys with your with your show. All right, thank, thank you. you. We'll see you. There you go, Jim Froling, your uh, 2022 late model sportsman champion. Switch you around. That so. class has come a long way. Scott. Yeah, it has. It's uh, it's fun to watch. I, I was involved with that class when it first started, and uh, the the cars and and the professionalism have sure changed. Did you run in that class? Yes. Okay. I thought you ran late model, full. Late I did. Model. Late model sportsman. A little, little bit of everything. Uh, yeah. That doesn't. That shouldn't surprise me. Coming up uh, a little bit later, we got the latest racing news. We're giving away some. Uh, Big D's Pizza as well. Um, first off, we got the racing roundup from uh, this past weekend. Uh, Castrol Gateway Dirt Nationals Woo-hoo. inside the Dome at America Center in St. Louis. A lot of action down there. Thursday night, Bobby Pierce picked up uh, the feature win. Schlenk, Rusty Schlenk was down there. He finished 11th. Drake Troutman won in the Modifieds. I was. Uh, did you, have you heard why they didn't have? Uh, well, they had midgets uh, the year before, wasn't it? Any open wheel cars? Like they did in previous years. They just had the two yeah. classes. Maybe it was right. just because they got so many cars. Yep. Um, Friday night, Cody Bauer in uh, one of Rusty Schlenk's uh, domination race car late models. Impressive win, up, uh, too. The feature it really, win, yeah. really was. Ricky Thornton Jr. won the uh, modified feature. That was strange seeing him in it the was. mod. It was. Wasn't that uh, was it Nick Hoffman's yes. modified? Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday night, the main events, uh, Tyler Erb with a uh, big revelation in victory lane, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit. Uh, he picked up the win of the late models. Rusty Schlenk had another 11th place uh, finish in that. It was broke, like out of broke, 144 broke cars. Broke a shock mount or a oh, shock Did he? I didn't hear something. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he was marching. He, he had to come from pretty deep in the field and uh, was up to 10th. Well, he won his B main, I think. B, yeah. Yeah. On, so on transfer Thursday. in. So, yeah. No, uh, earlier that night. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember seeing that because yep. I think I was... Yeah. No, he transferred out of his heat race, I think. He did. Well... Okay. The Whatever Maybe. they were calling him on Saturday yeah, all right. to get in. The first and second place finishers right, that won that. Right, okay. Um, and Ricky Thornton Jr. again uh, picked up uh, and the win in the Modifieds in the main event there. And uh, there was some... Uh, there was a lot of... Well, we'll talk more about that here when we get to the news here. The XR Super Series Sunshine 50 was going on at Alltech Speedway. Friday night, Ashton Winger picked up the $20,000 win. And then Saturday night, Jonathan Davenport won uh, the $40,000. And he picked up the uh, XR Super Series Championship. That's what Davenport needed was another $40,000 I think, uh, 40, I, think win. I saw his winnings this year are up to $2 million or something yeah, like that. Well in excess of $2 million. Yeah, He doesn't need sponsors. That's that's a pretty cool deal for dirt late models. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty that's incredible. Um, Got to thank Oakshade Raceway. We have the fastest meet to race. Uh, Oakshade Raceway uh, will be kicking off the twenty twenty three season, hopefully late April. And it was last, also announced last, that last weekend in April they're going to have be hosting uh, the Barney Oldfield race once again. And and it was on re- released this morning, but uh, we knew that the birthday race is coming back with Summer Nationals. Right. And uh, we'll talk about the, the Summer Nationals here in just a minute as well. Uh, Ron Miller Race Cars, give him a call. 734-856-7223 for race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, gift cards. Right. You do gift no- cards? Nothing fits a racer better than a gift card for Christmas. Yeah, and you can be as cheap or as expensive as you want. That's right? it. You can be uh, a $1 gift card that's not yeah. going to buy much or a couple thousand dollar gift card. 
let you know who how you stand with the person that gave you the gift. <laughs> um, again, uh, it's uh, Rambler Race Car seven three four eight five six seven two two three. I forgot yeah. to uh, take off Mister Froling's car down there. That was also another idea: is to uh, have our guests show their uh, race car so that uh, oh, they can yeah. put a, a face with the car, a car with the face, something yeah. like that. So another one of our ideas that was good. Uh, okay, racing news. Some drama at the uh, Dome in St. Louis. Charlie Mefford has got a whole bunch of new fans. I'm telling you, his T-shirt sales were through the roof. He sold them out, like, within an hour. Yeah. And uh, what happened was, uh, if you didn't see this, he rolled his modified. Um, what night was it? Was that Friday night? I think it was Friday night, yeah. yeah. And uh, he gave us one of the most entertaining post-rec interviews. Uh, here you go. Check this out. This was uh, a little bit edited version of it it went on for probably four minutes this is probably about half as long i had yeah. to edit out some of it but it also shows the the accident as well well charlie i guess first off i think you're okay right hey i'm all right all right all right folks of st louis on three one two three you can park there <laughs> <laughs> can't park there bud that is a no parking zone charlie it's a, such a dream heck i mean i'm just a 16 year old kid from kentucky but, I mean, if anybody wants to support me, hey, Section 143. Go buy a shirt. Go buy a Charlie Mefford shirt. St. Louis makes a noise for Charlie Mefford. Wow. I mean, I, it, it, at 130, he's back there on the back stretch. Look at that. He says, I will be the show Blowing tonight. Kisses. Him and Alan get together. Becerra, and oh. The car, you know, you wonder there, DJ, did something happen on the right front? Because it just took a turn. We can ask Charlie. Charlie, walk us through this crash here. Run it back, guys. Give us another. Here you go. Run that back one more time. So I came off a of two, Ooh. and they, um, this unit right here just like kind of like I, I hit the cushion, kind of got sideways, and I looked to my left. There's a race car. Like, oh well, that ain't good. <laughs> and the steering's so heavy in this thing where we had to replace the whole right front side. So kind of just stuck. And then I got up in the wall, and I was out. And then I'm upside down, I was like, oh, man, what am I doing? <laughs> hey, Blake, Blake, ask Charlie if he can re relive that, uh, re uh, recreate how he was going to drive that car when he was yeah. telling when he was telling James uh, what down there was, we were taking photos before, during the track walk. I mean, if he can explain that for this whole place, I mean, I laughed for an hour about this. I mean, that's what I want to hear is how he was going to drive these things through the holes. How are you going to drive these things through the holes? What Jerry wanted to know. He said he laughed watching you demonstrate that. So it was going to get up. You see, you know, I kind of take after Kenny Wallace here. I get up, I'll get up and I, you know, they don't call me the pit lizard pit for nothing, baby. Go get the shirt. Race rich. <laughs> I tell you what. Oh man! I'm not gonna lie, but I love that no, guy. I want wow! Who I was by the time I rolled in. By God, y'all do now. That's Ch oh. Charlie Mefford. By God, you do now. <laughs> Charlie, I Mefford. was cracking up watching that. Scott, I... racing needs more people like that. You know, all the racers today want to be polished. You know, driver suit nicely zipped up, and his was nicely zipped up. Scott, the kid is real. He really is. I, he was enthusiastic. No, racing needs more people like him. Okay. Uh, somebody wants to know if you do uh, front-wheel drive nose work or replacements. Might could. There you go. Um, 
more on uh, the <laughs> the dome. Actually, I added uh, Chris, or Charlie to uh, our potential guest list for uh, starting off next year. We we have a running list going. So if uh, if any suggestions for guests you'd like to see on the show, um, send it to uh, myself or, or Ron, and we'll get a running list going for it. Uh, Kenny Wallace, he won uh, his last chance race, and he did his uh, best Ric Flair impersonation, standing on top of his car. Did you happen to see that? Crowd went I wild did. for that. I did. Um, and then uh, Tyber, Tyler uh, Tyler Herb uh, had a gut punch revelation during the emotional Victory Lane interview and uh, kind of went like this. We saw how emotional you were here in Victory Lane just a few moments ago. What was that last lap like? You know, you're thinking of everything going on in life. Was that an emotional final lap coming to the checkered flag? Yeah, definitely. I just, uh, you know, all of our family and everybody close to us is watching this. So um, just it'd be easier for me to say it once and be done. But my dad, who we, you know, he's my best friend in the whole world. He, uh, We got to St. Louis here and he had a heart attack Wednesday and died. And I'm sorry to all my friends and everybody this week. I. I haven't said anything because it's, it's just, it's tough, you know, and um, I apologize to all my friends and everybody. I just uh, been dealing with a lot, trying to keep to myself, and we just decided that uh, I decided to be better to stay here and support my mom, and I love her with all my heart, and I always will, and don't think this is a sob story, man. This is the worst news I could have ever thought of in my whole life, but, you know, just put it in the back of my mind and raced and uh, got it done. So I guess, you know, he was definitely helping us this week and, um, you know, just have to take life every day from here on out. How do you follow up a question after that? Yeah. Nobody yeah, knew. You, yeah. Nobody knew. Right. Him. You can't. Well, and, and we talked about it before we went on the air, Scott. Uh, he was hugging his mom and it looked. Yeah, it was like you were saying that, and I noticed yeah. that too. It was like he was avoiding the the guy down there to interview him, and hugging everybody. Hugged his mom well, for quite a while, for and, quite a while. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was a very tender, loving hug. And I thought, and oh, his question, that, his, that was a strange, yeah. And his, his question interview. was, well, he's just very emotional because he won, not knowing that his father had passed away right. shortly after they arrived in in St. Louis. So a crazy yeah. story there, but uh, 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 great interview. Yeah. That that was a once in a lifer, and there was other drama at uh, the dome Friday night. Did you happen to see the uh, Tyler Carpenter, um, Hudson <laughs> O'Neill little? I, I don't know what you're uh, talking yeah. about, Scott. Oh, I didn't. I don't have the video of that, oh, really? but uh, you can find that. Yeah, uh, Tyler Carpenter was leading and kind of came off of turn two, two with off. Hudson O'Neill getting a run on the high side, and he only got to about maybe his back tire yep. before depending on what point of view you go with either Tyler Carpenter, somebody put him into the or wall or down. Yeah. And, so yeah. yeah, a lot of drama there and, and there was wrecked his po- car and post post race. Yeah. Yeah. It was antics. Hudson O'Neill, you know, after that happened was able, his nose is all smashed to heck. It moved the, uh, the concrete barrier back uh, a couple about a foot, I think yeah. or something like that. And uh, he went back around the track and took out, Tyler Carpenter cut down his his uh, tire, yeah, and uh, since you can't pit, you basically you're done at that point. So both cars taken out of that heat race. You're Tyler Carpenter, the defending champion too, and uh, yeah, they kept showing. They had like one camera view in the pits because they had to work. It took a while for them to get the wall back in place, right? And they kept showing the 
the camera looking back at the pits, and like, all, you, all you see is these like people ha- just running, like, and there's this like mob. Ha- like half the grandstand emptied out to go to the pits. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there was no altercation back there. I was very surprised. But then some... Uh, so were all the people. Yeah. But Hudson uh, wasn't happy with uh, Tyler. Tyler wasn't happen- happy with uh, Hudson. Hudson was done for the uh, the weekend right. because I guess it bent the horns yeah. or something on uh, his chassis. Uh, Tyler then put uh, a little saying on his spoiler to uh, kind of the new real deal. Him. Yes, the new the new deal. I think yeah. is what it said. So a lot of a lot of fun drama, crazy stuff at uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Did you hear the crowd after Kenny Kenny Wallace won his race? I did not. Oh, I did not see that. My goodness. It was. I saw the. I heard the crowd when he was standing on his car going crazy, but it was, which was after the it race. Was, it was deafening when he won the feature. Of course, that's his hometown crowd. So, oh, and he definitely alluded to that in his post-race interview. I have a feeling he'll be back again next year. Uh, some other news: uh, Matt Curl, owner and promoter of Fairbury Speedway, announced today that he has reached a deal to acquire the Mars Dirt Late Model Series from uh, Tony Izzo Jr. effective immediately. Actually, this wasn't today. This article is uh, from a few days ago. Uh, Carl, a past series director of, I'm sorry, Curl, a uh, past series director of the World of Outlaw Late Model Series, will take over the reins of the Mars Late Model Series. That Mars series is a pretty good regional series. I too. think uh, Ryan Unziker was uh, right. running in that. Right. Rusty uh, Schlenk has run a few of them. Um, yeah, it's a good series. More than 1,000 of the world's premier motorsports companies, including iconic brands, race sanctioning bodies, and emerging manufacturers are planning to showcase their newest products and technologies at the 34th annual PRI trade show that's happening now through uh, Saturday. Uh, that the, would include Dominator race products? Uh, yep, he's down there. I saw a lot of pictures, a lot of people down there today already. Right. It's at the uh, Indiana Convention Center and uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, also scheduled during the show are the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series and United States Auto Club USAC award ceremonies. Uh, USAC will also release its uh, 2023 schedules. Are you uh, planning on heading down there? Nope. Okay. You've gone there in the past, uh, though. Oh, I definitely have. And uh, my son, Steve, usually goes and just things this year didn't work out. It used Uh, to be free, didn't it? Yeah, I understand. Is it still free? I don't know. I thought I I heard they were charging this year. I heard that there was a fee involved, but I... We'll get Dave Kemmer on that. Never sent my credential request in, so I wouldn't know. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, if you're in the racing business, Thursday is the day to go because the the guys in in the booths are fresh and it's it's not they're not cra- wore out it, already. It's, it's not crazy packed. Yeah. Uh, Friday and Saturday, the racers descend on the place and it gets nuts. I believe it. Uh, for the 38th consecutive campaign, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals returns to his familiar five week format. Spread over one month period, June through July, uh, late models will contest 29 races over 33 days. While the uh, series, uh, while the Dirt Car uh, Summit Racing Equipment Modifieds are uh, slated for 25 races over the same time frame, the series kicks off on Wednesday, June 12th at Peoria, Peoria Speedway in Peoria, Illinois. The last week of the series has a uh, to be announced on Tuesday, July 11th. 
Uh, then it's Shady Hill Speedway in Indiana on Wednesday the 12th, Butler Motor Speedway on Thursday the 13th, Hartford Motor Speedway Michigan on Friday the 14th, and I didn't realize this, I guess it's the silver anniversary of the birthday race at Oakshade on Saturday the 15th. Oh. And, but it's not the finale. Really? The finale will be one day later, the following day, so we have the penultimate event okay. leading up to the finale, which will be on uh, Sunday at Wayne County Speedway. In Orville, Ohio, so 16th. So Merritt is not on the schedule? Merritt's not on there, and I did not I did not look at the entire schedule. I don't know about uh, Montpelier. I know Montpelier Motor Speedway Ooh. was on there last year. and uh, Well, that's pretty big I think news. there was interest in getting it back. So maybe that TBA could be a Montpelier or something. I don't, I don't okay. know. I think that uh, he'd rather have that. Larry Bowes would rather have it on a weekend, though, as opposed to a week show. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out. But uh, uh, the Modifieds will continue their season at the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury Speedway in Illinois on Friday and Saturday, July 28th and 29th. So do you, are you more of a, are you a fan of the, of it being a more condensed thing yes, like it I has am. been in the past yeah, as I opposed am. to maybe, stretched out maybe so it's, long? And, maybe it's because I, I like tradition. I don't know, but uh, uh Condensing it or, or going back to the original format, um, I, I mean, yeah, it's grueling. It's tough. But the guy that wins it really, really deserves to win it. Yeah. That's a lot of racing. It is. It's uh, 33 days with four days off. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Yeah. A lot of traveling, too. Um the World of Outlaw Late Models announced an increased point fund and monthly payout for uh, 2023. The total championship purse will be more than 78, uh, seven, I'm sorry, $780,000 with 150000 going to the champion. But there's a monthly winner circle program that will pay $2,500 a month. Uh, to each of the top 12 full-time drivers and points, which to means... To each of the top 12. To each of the top 12. All right. So that means that the champ could walk away with an extra 25000 at the end of the season for a total of 175000 That would make a good month's work. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I wonder what the title is. If you look at like. Jonathan Davenport, that's, he's like one that... I can't do the math that quick, but more yeah. than five times, yeah. six or seven times, uh, at least according to his winnings this year. Uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model will have a $1 million point fund with $200,000 going to their champion uh, with uh, a new championship format, which uh, was just announced uh, this afternoon. Did you hear about this? Elimination rounds, like really? uh, NASCAR. Really? Yeah. Uh, they're going to have uh, elimination rounds. I didn't write down all of them uh, as far as when people get knocked out and everything, but it's going to come down to four drivers having an equal shot of winning the championship at, uh, at Eldora, that final race. Ooh. What do, what do you think of that, the elimination stuff coming to dirt racing? I don't know. It seems to work with NASCAR. Do you think that? I mean, you're guaranteed a, a pretty good point battle in the final race, or at least championship battle, I should say. Right. With four drivers where... In the past, it could have already been wrapped up by the time they get to that last race of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, four guys have, have a shot at it as opposed to... But as a traditionalist, though, you'd have to be against that, right? Yeah, but NASCAR's already <laughs> broken the ice, Scott. Okay. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. If if it works for them, I'm sure that the uh, World of Outlaws will probably have their eyes on that, see how it works, and maybe some sprint cars. And, and your local tracks. and. Well, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Could that trickle down to local tracks? Would that work? I guess it Why could. Why not? Huh. Why not? The top four in points yeah. or however it works out. Yeah. Win, win it or lose it on the last night. I guess. Now, now the Oak Shade... Uh, almost all the classes were that way anyhow. Yeah, they don't, the, the don't way the it. points shook out, it was maybe tracks with uh, with extremely work. tight point points battles. Yeah, maybe uh, tracks with uh, guys that are running away with with uh, the championships in yeah. the, each class year after year. Maybe that'd be something for them to consider. And of course, that guy is not going to like it. Everybody else right. will, but yeah, yeah, you can't please everybody. Ty Torg, uh, racing announcing uh, driver and sponsor at PRI this weekend. He was supposed to do that on my show, Dean. What happened? Very disappointed. Uh, trying to get the driver on the show next week. Okay. I guess that's a good uh, consolation. Uh, congrats to Jamie Sullivan, who will be uh, one of the five rookies competing in Monster Jam next year. Really? Remember uh, we spoke with her? Right. She uh, her first she made her debut in a monster truck at Sandusky Speedway. Right. Uh, I believe it was June or July of 2021. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's been doing a few things, but she's going to be competing now full-time uh, in Monster Jam next year. Uh, she's going to be piloting the Monster Mutt Dalmatian in the Arena Championship Series Central. I don't know exactly what all that means, but if you follow Monster Truck Racing, I'm sure Larry Jewett probably knows. Uh, She's also going to continue her work on her bachelor's degree that she's working on at UNOH. And uh, one last thing, Alan Blake, uh, there was some news that uh, you wanted to share. Yeah, Bunbury Speedway in Australia, uh, Alan's hometown, uh, hasn't run uh, the late models at their facility for a couple of years and, and do they run sprint cars there? Yeah. Okay. And and a lot of support divisions, Mm -hmm. but, uh, they've decided that this year will be one of their pro dirt races. And, uh, they've named it the Alan Blake classic, which is, which is really pretty cool. cool. Named after senior, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Have you spoken with him since, uh, since that news came out? No, I haven't. I, he just sent me a, a link to it uh, today. So, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, that's pretty cool. That's a cool deal. And it is. And, and they're racing. It's it's early it's season. It's getting to be summer down there right. soon. It's getting to be summer. They've had, I think, four, maybe five races in already. So, uh, Do you know if Alan's planning on coming back to uh, to the U.S. Uh, I next I believe summer? he is. It's been a few years now, hasn't it? Yeah, I know Corona beer sales have slumped since he's been a go- been away, and uh, they're encouraging him to come back. Okay. It's funny, but the reason he hasn't been here is because of Corona as well. Well, for sure that's it. Uh, Australia had some horrendous restrictions. If you left the country, yeah. you had to go into a government-provided quarantine facility for a month on your dime, and uh, yeah. It wasn't feasible. I forgot to do something. That's really? Right. Yeah. Did you do it now? No, I was going to, but uh, we'll do it bef- in the future. Okay. That's another one of the suggestions. Time to play How Many. 
Uh, sponsored by Big D's Pizza, giving away a uh, Big D's Pizza. First, uh, last week's how many was how many positions will the winner of the Gateway Dirt Nationals late model main event on Saturday night gain from his starting position? That number, he's uh, Tyler Herb started sixth, mm-hmm. so he gained five positions to pick up the victory. You said zero. I did. You were going with the pole, pole sitter there. I said one, so I beat you. Basically, if, if the pole sitter didn't well, win, I was going to win. <laughs> uh, we did have a uh, tie. Actually, we... We had a clear-cut winner, but that winner was Mr. Dean Henry. And since he owns the pizza place, uh, we uh, decided to... uh, Not give him a pizza? He can have his pizza whenever he wants. So we have a tie, though, of people that said four. So we're going to have to spin the Big D's pizza wheel. So we'll bring that into... It's it's there someplace, Scott. Click on it. Where'd it go? Share screen. That's what I need to click on. There we go. So we have three people that we will be spinning the Big D's pizza wheel. Oh, look at it. It did pop in there. Good. So here we go. This is good for a Big D's pizza. Each uh, one of these uh, said four. And that'd be Gretchen App, Jamie Jalal, Bobby Blycamp. Here we go. For a Big D's pizza. The Big D's pizza wheel is spinning. And I'm going to say it's Bobby Blycamp. I think Bobby Blycamp won it. Yeah. So congratulations, you have gotten a Big D's pizza. Contact me or Dean Henry, and we'll get you hooked up with that. And, and it's definitely worth the drive to Clyde, Ohio, yes, to get it. Is. You know, uh, my family's having Christmas. We're celebrating on Christmas night, and we were going to have food, and my they wanted to have pizza. And I was like, that's great, but all the pizza places are closed. It's like maybe some pizza places could make, like, I think it was Papa Murphy's or something where they would make the pizza, but it was uncooked, and then and you just pick it up, it and then you oven. toss it in your own oven. Ooh. Maybe you can talk Dean into doing something like that where yeah. he can make the pizzas uh, Christmas Eve or the day before, and the people can pick them up and then cook For them. For people that don't want a Christmas turkey yeah, or a Christmas yeah. ham. My family's weird. We like to do weird things. Okay. So I thought that was a good idea. A lot of pizza boxes come with warming instructions on how to do it. Yeah, but that's not as good as the first time it's cooked. I know. So uh, this week's... uh, How many? Yeah. And a chance to win a Big D's pizza without any uh, real big uh, racing events going on this weekend other than PRI. Um, We're kind of switching things. Dean says he used to do that. Oh, okay. Sweet. Uh... I did a lot of shopping on Amazon right? for uh, Christmas this year. I've been averaging about a package a day. Today, three packages came. I'm still expecting quite a few packages. Oh, the how many is? How many packages am I going to receive between between Friday well, Friday through Saturday, Sunday, we'll say? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How many packages will I receive? Just this week. Just this weekend. Not Friday, Saturday, not before Sunday. next week's show. Nope, just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How many packages will I receive? I don't even know how many I'm going to get. Scott, that's not exactly fair. I, well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to guess. I'm going to disqualify you. All right, fine. Then I don't get you're a guess. D, you're DQ. I'm going to guess three, but I won't win. So, but Okay, well, I'm going to go with four, but you don't count. <laughs> that's right. So you so congratulations I, on your win. Uh, to win a big, I didn't even run the race yet. Matt Swander says 5.7. I'm not sure. I'd like a 0.7 of a package. I guess if one gets ripped or something, it happens. It does. Yeah. 
And some packages have been coming with uh, some of our studio equipment, too, which I never know when that's going to happen. I don't right. get any notifications on that. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you'd like a chance to win, as you can see in our comments, just put uh, a number in there. Whoever's closest will get that Big D's pizza next week. If we have a tie, we'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel. And it's closest. You can go over, under, it doesn't matter. It's not closest without going right. over. If you're over but you're closest, then that's, right. that counts. So... There you go. We'll uh, we'll say we'll leave this one open until because nobody's gonna know how many packages I get unless they're monitoring my house, which would be creepy. Don't do that. Um, we'll say Sunday at four o'clock. We'll uh, okay. You know what? Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it open Sunday until four o'clock. So if you're not listening to us they, live, they do late de- deliveries. So yeah. Okay. You're gonna be here Sunday at four. Well, I'm saying guesses. Yeah. The guesses will take. If the package comes after four, that still counts. Oh, okay. I'm just saying they can oh, put okay. in their guess up until four o'clock on Sunday oh, okay. afternoon. I gotta leave a little window there in case somebody is spying on my house and the package comes late. Right, right. I don't I don't know. Uh just put the guess in uh, the comments. And, and the sun's been known to be there at seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. Facebook uh live comments or the uh, YouTube live comments. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts, uh, you can just uh, go there after you're done listening and uh, put your put a number in there. That's all you have to do, and you can get a free Big D's pizza. Just that easy. No hammer down hotline uh, this week, even though that is our third most popular segment of the show, apparently, which is uh, crazy. But uh, if you'd like to call, leave us a message. Actually, some things I'd be interested in uh, hearing. Four one nine three one eight three zero eight one. Your uh, opinion, what uh, what people's thoughts are of this new uh, Lucas Oil? Absolutely, dirt late model dirt series elimination elimination rounds. Yeah, for the championship this year. You think that's a good idea? I think that's a bad idea. Uh, or uh, any of uh, your opinions on the Gateway Dirt Nationals from this past weekend? That was fun. Or just anything racing related. 419-318-3081. Feel free to call anytime, day or night. And that's about uh, going to do it for this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer. Contributors, Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Dock, Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can also check us out at uh, HammerdownRacingReport.com. Um, information on how you can be a sponsor. Also, uh, help us out with our studio sponsorship. Our Amazon wish list is on there. It only has two things left because I want to thank everybody, first of all. We've gotten most of the things we had on there when already. When we get those two, are we going to think real hard and put a couple more up maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what else do we need? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, sure. Until then, we'll take it off. Uh, make sure to uh, rate and review us on uh, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. Share us with your friends. It helps us out. Thanks to Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ram Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. Also, thanks to our uh, guest this week, Jim Froling. Next week, uh, Fremont Track Champions. Craig Mintz, Jamie Miller, and maybe a mystery guest. Could be. Uh, the new driver of uh, Ty Torg Racing. Yeah. 
have to find out who that is because I don't know. So uh, that's it. We'll see you next Thursday. We're not going to talk to the 305 champion from Fremont? Paul? (laughs) Paul does not like to talk on the radio. Not at all. Anything like that. So, yeah. I did, as a courtesy, send him a message, said, I know the answer, but I didn't want you to feel left out. So here's the invite. Please ignore this if you uh, don't want to come on the show. And so far he's ignored it? Yeah. Yeah, he's ignored all my requests, yeah. I remember Andrea saying that, uh, um, yeah, good luck trying to get him to come on. So we're out. We'll see you next week with Craig and yeah. Jamie and uh, possibly that mystery guest. You're right. All right. And com slash feedback uh, if uh, you want to give us uh, some more input on how to make the show better. We appreciate it. Right. Okay. Now we're leaving. We're gone. Bye. Go home and fix dinner. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing, providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry we have you covered new episodes are available every thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app right on